Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. I know that I often go out and hit on cops who are giving me tickets. That works almost 1% of the time. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about it, Matt. I don't, oh, wanna, I, don't, we I don't want to get it all out right now. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, we are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only Dodge Month, gain access to all of our bonus content. We have a couple people to thank, Matthew. Ooh, my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is Zach Getz. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. And David Stienstra. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. This week's episode is A Hunka Hunka Burns in Love. Episode CABF 18, originally aired December 2nd, 2001, written by John Swartzwater, directed by Lance Kramer, received a 13.4 rating. I don't know where it finished in the night. I assume it was fine. It usually is fine. The chalkboard. Fine. fine. It's just fi- fine. Fine. I, yeah. Fine. It's, it's, the rating was fine. Chalkboard gag. Fun does not have a size. I mean, that's, that's fairly accurate. I know most men would like you to think that. Uh, the couch gag the family dig to the couch as criminals in their in the stereotypical black and white striped prison get up ah it's better than most of them it's fine i think it's fine that's what most of this episode is it's fine it's all right yeah yeah compared to okay episode guest stars julia louis dreyfus as gloria um she's not given a lot to work with I don't really blame her for it. She does a great job yeah. in, for with what she has. Uh, George Takei, as a Chinese waiter, even though he's of Japanese, a yeah. Japanese yeah. ancestry, it's not the same, guys. They're not, they're not no, the same. no, it's not. And I, I'm sure at, at the time, even George Takei was like, uh, yeah, I guess I can do this. It's, it's not. When he's playing a Japanese waiter, okay, but it's not, it's not the same. Um... Speaking of racism, episode begins. The family going to Chinatown. Is this... Are, am I losing my mind, Matt? I mean, probably, but, you know, this every maybe not the episode, way you think. This, I, was every episode just start... Like, they went to Ethnic Town, was it, two episodes ago? And now they're in... Well, a- Robbie, I don't know if you know this, but coming up with comedy is hard. <laughs> so falling back on ethnic stereotypes is really a way to get you out by five. Hey, it's at least it's five o'clock. It's not four o'clock, like it yeah. was the last time. So they go to Chinatown. We get jokes about Tibet. Uh, we get a joke. Of, there's a a parade. It, okay, Matt. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you this. I I don't know if any of this. See, that's the thing. And in like a normal television show, you would expect them to have like a a plot and normal and like things happening that make sense together but i don't know if any of this is just for like hey there's a we had we came up with a joke about chinese dragons so we just wrote this stuff in but there that's there is there a parade going on or is there just a dragon in the street i i mean i have to assume it actually is chinese new year because there's a whole bunch of decorations around uh there just happens to actually also be a dragon for some reason Okay, which is a real, a real, a real dragon that they shoot with tranquilizer darts. Animal controls also. It, guys, not everyone who works in Chinatown is Chinese. I don't know. <laughs> they have every. Okay, um, what? It's just a part of a town. There's everyone goes. Okay, 
Uh, it's oh, just, okay. They're it's also so... the Willie Nelson, not Willie Nelson. Uh, the, the, what? Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Who am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Woody Allen. Mm. Oh God. I always get those confused. You yeah, know? Willie Nelson and Woody Allen, very similar guys. Don't be smirched. The good name of Willie Nelson. Compare him yeah. to Woody Allen. Um, I'm sorry. There's Chinese. There's a Chinese. I. I. Okay. So if if it truly is Chinese New Year's, we, there's even bigger problems. Because yeah. they later on Flag Day and Chinese New Year are five months apart from each other, I think, or four well, months. Homer was making uh, fortunes for a very long time. It's one of those jobs he kept for six months. <sighs> okay, so we 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 see New Year's Chinese New Year, I guess, uh, and then we go to a Chinese restaurant. I I th- I thought about like pulling the clip of them ordering food and Lisa wanting vegetarian options. And then going, no, let's torture animals for you. And I'm like, well, I just went, eh, why? Why am I? Why am I doing this? This is where I'm at, Matt. And I was, why? Why is any uh, of this? Why, why, Robbie? Because we have to work our way through to the mediocre years. That's our reward. I know, but why is it? Why is there jokes about like torturing the Chinese torturing animals for your food? I mean, it, it it's all food. Do you go to? Does anyone have they been to a restaurant before? Yeah, right. I guess the biggest problem I have with this joke is that. I get where they're going with it, but have they ever seen animals slaughtered for any type of food? None of it's fun. It's not. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. It's a bummer, but yeah, it's all. All. It's not just chi- like. Oh yeah, Chinese restaurants are extra cruel. I'm like, well, no, they serve the same food. Everyone, whatever. Uh, and usually Asian food is actually the easiest place to get vegetarian options. For they're, real, yeah. It's usually they're pretty easy. Um, let's we, we jump jump past all this garbage. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. It's not funny. To the first plot of the episode, it's really the inciting incident to the inciting incident to the inciting incident. That's what this is. Well, yeah, it's true because it, you have a new inciting incident every single act. So this uh, is the first one. Yeah, it doesn't even. <sighs> okay, so they get fortune cookies after they finish their meal. They are bad. Fortune cookies. Uh, and now to read my fortune. Geese can be troublesome. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Oh, fortune means geese cause problems. Well, I knew that before I came in here. A guy outside told me that. Every house has a bathroom. Oh, these fortunes are terrible. Is there a problem? These fortunes are terrible. They're supposed to predict stuff and ease you through times of doubt and sickness. Well, with all due respect, sir, I suppose you could come up with better fortunes? Huh, easy. Well? You will be aroused by a shampoo commercial. That's not bad. Come with me. There's one thing in this episode that I can get behind is the strange change. And from there, I rem- am I alone? I think everyone agrees. Fortune cookies used to be good. Fortunes used to be good in fortune cookies. I don't recall them ever being more than mildly amusing. Uh, I don't think they have gone downhill or anything recently. Well, I mean, I think I I feel like there's a shift in they used to actually be fortunes like you will. this. Uh, Yes. Yes. And now they're just like math's important. I'm like, what is like what? (laughs) And that's like and I think that this is the one bit where I think, hey, they got something. There's something here, but it doesn't. Uh, so Homer gets taken by, I guess, the owner of the restaurant, who also 
has all his fortune cookies written in house. Yeah, it's, it's very artisanal, you know. Uh, <laughs> artisanal obviously, fortune this, cookies. This, this is the Chinese oh, no. uh, restaurant Jane started in Oregon. I need to. I mean, I'm I am in Austin, Matt. I need to go. I should start up the artisanal fortune cookie food truck. You should. I'd probably get with a very special fortune about you know shampoo. You sell each fortune cookie for like eight bucks. You have to probably to make any money in this town. That's true. Homer gets taken to the fortune cookies writer's room. I should It's terrible. What am I doing here? I should be in New York writing riddles on popsicle sticks. Then I'd be making a difference. Oh, they ruined my best fortune. I wrote, let the frown be your umbrella. They changed it to smile. A frown is a much better umbrella than a smile. This gentleman here can write better fortunes than all of you put together. Show them. Okay, let's see. Uh, the price of stamps will climb ever higher. Oh, very oh. profound. That is, is like a young me. Please, young me was a hack compared to this guy. You're hired. Ha ha, get it? It's it's making jokes about Chinese names. Young me. Uh, so, I mean, I, watching this episode, Matt, I don't know if I've seen this more than once before. Maybe twice before. I've seen parts of it, and, like, I think I've seen memes, mostly, about, like, I think the the strippers, you know, trapping uh, Smithers. I feel like that's been a, a meme for some thing um but you look at the title and it's a hunk of hunk of burns in love and you read the synopsis and it's about burns falling in love mm -hmm. and you have five minutes of fortune cookies before you get to any of this i know i know i'm feeling the same way well it, it's the same thing we've seen uh that it's funny because in the classic years oftentimes you did have a a you know non-related intro but it usually got to the point pretty quickly this one obviously does not and it's just, a, it's so formulaic at this point. We've seen this exact, and it's not, it doesn't get any better. It's not like they're better at this than they were like two seasons ago, but it's, it's literally the same. It is, hey, the episode is exactly the same length. We, we don't get to the actual plot to the end of the first act. Sort of, even in this case, I guess it, it's mostly there by the end of the first act. Sort of, not really. Um, but it's just, Watching them back to back to back to back, you just see it. It's just like them going like, here we do this and this and this and this. Here's a bunch of jokes. Here's nonsense. And then a plot. And then we kind of meander around a little bit. And something crazy happens at the end. And then it's over. And like there's, it's just, how do they do not see what they're, I, I don't know. So, so we finally see Mr. Burns. Four or five minutes into the episode, we see Mr. Burns for the first time. He is eating Chinese food, and he gets his fortune. Well, he seems to be some sort of communique. It's your fortune, sir. Capital. You will find true love on Flag Day. Why, it's Flag Day today. It... <gasps> true love at last. Well, it's just you and me here, sir. No time for jokes, Smithers. Come along. We're going womanizing. Oh, goody. So I foreclosed on her mortgage and took her cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monty, it's such a delight to talk to you. I've gone five minutes without saying, well, I never. Excellent. 
Let me fetch you another Thomas Collins. <laughs> oh, damn that penny bags. Between him and Scrooge McDuck, all the best ankle is taken. The best ankle is taken, Robbie. That's not a bad line. And there's, and like, <laughs> there's plenty of good lines in this episode. Like, there's, like, good, clever writing in it. But there is no concept at any point about how characters work or how to introduce plot or establish motivation. It, and it doesn't have to be deep. But why, Matt, can I ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. Why does Mr. Burns want to, want to find love? Well, yeah, because this is really out of sorts with his previous characterizations. Like if this was Mr. Burns conquering somebody or something or winning a bet, that is exactly the kind of thing we would we need some kind of reason for mr burns to think like this maybe uh we see mr burns you know reminiscing about something like uh, uh the bobo episode uh i forgot the name of the episode uh but that gave us a good reason for burns to act slightly out of character here we don't get that and that's what makes this episode so i don't know uh just stilted i guess rosebud is the name of that episode thank you um yes rosebud is a good example of one it, it establishes why mr burns who is generally miserly and antisocial misanthropic even suddenly wants something so kind of so nostalgic and so pure again he, he wants this little daddy bear and why and it doesn't necessarily stop him from behaving like the character he is you know he goes to like ridiculous links to get this his bear back but you know why he wants to do it. It's because it, it connects him back to the time of his use, youth. Why does he want to fall in love? We have no reason. It's not established. Instead of us establishing why Mr. Burns, why he's lonely or realizes he's old and doesn't have much time left or he wants to have a child for some reason. But instead, we get four or five minutes of fortune cookies, which does, yep. not, no, does not come back at any point. This is the last we're going to see of any fortunes. There's no more fortunes in this episode. It's not even mentioned. Nope. Um, so he, it literally is just like, oh, he has a fortune that says he's going to find love. Oh, finally. What, what, what do you mean finally? Finally from what? Yeah. Finally from Mr. Burns because he, he's been looking for life or for love for so long. Is that what we're getting at here? He's never he's there's been a couple Burns like dates people episodes, but usually those episodes actually establish why he's dating or why he's looking for a, a, a partner. So he is, he goes out to a, uh, you know, a social and the, the lady, the rich lady gets stolen by Mr. Moneybags from Monop the Monopoly guy. Is mm -hmm. he's, he's a real, he's person. A real character. Yeah, he's real. I mean, again, there's sure I, I met, it's not, at this point, the cartoonist stuff, I don't care. Like, throw as much as you want in it. Just give your characters motivation. That's really yeah. what I want. Uh, they go to a strip club that says girls, girls, girls. Uh, Smithers gets trapped in the corner by a couple of strippers. Because get it, he's gay and can't handle them. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, sure. It's whatever. I don't. It, none of it. None of this matters. Uh, because it's just, it's just, you know, it's not, I, I, not terrifically funny for the most part. It's fine. Like that, I think largely. I'm not. I don't want to sound too down on this episode because it could be way worse. It's you know, it's only mild racism for the most part. <laughs> it's not. That's it's, an improvement. It's not like four transphobic jokes in a row. It's not like just. It, it's not extraordinarily offensive. Like uh, 
uh, the Simpsons Safari or the Missionary episode. You know, it's mild. Um, they go to the social. They go to a strip club. Finally, they're going back to the car. Flag day is almost over. Burns has almost lost his chance at love because of fortune told him. Why is it also, why does Mr. Burns believe in for? Okay. There's all these reasons. They just don't want uh-huh. you. Don't think about anything. They see a cop putting a ticket on their illegal in the illegally parked car. And they go up to, 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 to stop him from giving him a ticket. Now, see here, Flatfoot. <gasps> My goodness. You're beautiful. Oh, thanks, but I still gotta give you the ticket. <laughs> oh, of course you do. You can lift my wiper any day. <laughs> Is it still flag day? For 12 more seconds, sir. Uh, miss, would you submit to a wooing by a gentleman caller? Oh, I'm sorry, but you're really not my... Uh... <laughs> well, okay. Oh, Fred, just day. She said yes. <laughs> He'll pick you up at seven. Wear a petticoat. Petticoat. Here's a place at ransom. Oh, real quick, mini rant. <laughs> just, just real quick. Okay. I really want more entertainment. And obviously, this is old, and it doesn't really count. Uh, Making it okay for women to say no, uh, because it's obviously she really wanted to say no, but was conditioned by society to say yes, even though she's a cop and in a position of power it, it, over him. It, Come on. It makes no. I <laughs> Matt, Matt. It's fine, Matt. I don't. It's not even. It's the, it's, the problem is not, like, it's not even the problem, I wouldn't even say the problem is, oh, she's a woman, so she is, this guy is, oh, I'm, I'm sad, please say yes, that, that kind of thing, because yeah. that, that, that does happen, and is a thing we should not, you know, it, you don't, you don't have to we, say we yes. We should to, quite frankly push back against the, yeah, the yes. social condition. Yes, her. exactly, that's fine, <laughs> but I would say in this case, there's not even, it's not even to that. It feels literally like the plot says I have... It's like literally the plot says I have to say yes, so I do. There's literally no... Like you said, she's a cop. Which also, I will also add, does not come up ever again in this episode. Nope. Even when she is like... there's Snake shows up and we find out they they dated for a long time. Why? The cop... This cop was dating a criminal give me a reason that they did it not oh be- but they don't have their again the gloria is not a character gloria has no motivation gloria doesn't want anything gloria is there to serve the plot yep. like when you think about all like female guest characters in the simpsons the good ones have motivation they have character they have they have well, purpose, yeah, because all during the golden years, you, you introduce a female character, and they at least have some personality. Like this, is not so much. Like I don't know, literally Lumpkin, she wanted to get out of her job, and and when Homer helped her, she fell in love with him. It, and it, it, and it, like that, when you look at face value in that plot, it seems ridiculous. But when you watch the episode, they make it make sense because. Lurleen feels like a real character. Feels like a real person. Gloria is nothing. When you when you introduce her as a police officer and then it never comes up again, it tells us she's not real. When you have her randomly fall back in love with Snake for no reason, it just tells you she's. It tells us she's not real. Like it, it tells us again, this is not a real thing. Don't 
break your immersion. Don't ever think for a second this is a this is these is real life. These are real characters. This is all a TV show. This is a cartoon. Don't get invested. Where it literally is doing the opposite of what you want to do. It is repeatedly throwing the unreality in your face. And at this point, at that point, just be Family Guy and just have cutaway gag after cutaway gag after cutaway gag because at least that's funny. This is, I, it, like, literally five things happen in this first act that make no sense and would never happen. And it, this is, and to be fair, in this scully year kind of uh, panorama, the, 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 <laughs> the swath of options, this is the more realistic than, you know, some of their episodes, but it's still not realistic. Why is this attractive cop go out with a hundred year old man? Because he's sad? She's a cop. She's used to deal. She li- She's a cop in Springfield, for God's sakes. Why is she out at midnight giving tickets? Yeah, usually most parking things are parking up. Uh, restrictions end around six or so so this is a little strange this is what we should be commenting on in this part i don't know i don't know Matt. the car is parked in the middle of the street but regardless all this birds is going on a date with her seven minutes and 21 seconds in we go to at commercial act two. Oh, and when we come back uh we get a wonderfully regressive uh attitude from marge about how everyone should be paired up because somehow the simpsons know about this why i don't know why the heck do the Simpsons know anything? Uh, but at this point, we get a long series of Marge pairing everything in the house up because that's what Marge does. Everyone needs to be paired up. Uh, she pairs up the dog and the cat. She pairs up the pepper and salt shakers. And she pairs up Maggie and a cactus, which Maggie knocks over. They're spiky. They're real spiky. I, I, I get that. And then Marge's response is, I guess it wasn't meant to be like, who oh boy. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, Gloria and Burns go on a date. Uh, they go to the carnival. Uh, Mr. Burns is trying very hard which is surprising because burns doesn't seem to try hard at anything except being evil uh prior to this but you know he is actually trying pretty hard but they don't have a lot in common obviously a 104 year old man and a 30 something woman don't have a lot to talk about uh, and it becomes very obvious very quickly however uh at the end of their date uh when mr burns asks hey you know i would like to see you again what can i do uh fate in the form of homer steps in oh crap hold on just a second sorry so, what shall we do tomorrow? Go grousing? Or if you'd rather stay home, you could sing while I accompany you on the clavichord. Actually, Monty... Uh... Oh, I've got some wonderful stereopticon images of the Crimean War. Look, I had a lot of fun today, but I don't think we're right for each other. The age difference is just too... Oh, balderdash. It's not important how old you are on parchment. It's how old you feel in the humors. I'm sorry, Monty. Stop that dog! It has my gum! Look, there's one of my young chums now. You there! Uh, Yes, Mr. Burns? Tell my young sweetheart here of our youthful exploits. Um... Play along, Chubsy. There's a pie in it for you. Oh! Yeah! Monty's a wild man! Yeah! Whoa! Oh, he ran his own casino, stole the Loch Ness Monster, got shot by a baby, and blotted out the sun. Wow, that was you? So, shall I pick you up a date? Well... Come on, he's a total player. Okay, stop kicking my door. <sighs> well done, young man. Your youthful trendiness will come in handy throughout the courting process. Because these days, you... <laughs> Where did you get that pie? Window sill. 
window. So that that is probably one of my favorite jokes from this entire episode. It is dumb as a post. So let it just be known that I don't just like uh, smart jokes. I also like really stupid ones. Matt, hmm. why is Homer here? Because if Homer was not here, you would not know that this is a Simpsons episode. Mm, I'm pretty sure I'd still know it was a Simpsons episode. I just, I, I mean, I, you would, but the average moron. I don't, I, I don't, you should not be, I don't know. They're like, I, they literally talk about how they had to, they had to fit the Simpsons family into the story. And if it's a Burns episode, you don't have to. They can just be on the sideline. They'll show up a little bit and then that's it. But it, it, I also want to point out that this episode is, astonishingly close astonishingly close to dumbbell indemnity yeah it really is uh it's not exactly the same obviously because omer doesn't commit like crimes to keep them to keep the two together but it does have very similar like shapes where oh burns is, needs help keeping your girlfriend homer is there to help and Etc. It's just it feels it, it, it. I very cookie cutter, very much. It does, and I I don't know. Okay, let's move on. Okay. This will be easier if we just move on. So uh, as we can see, Burns ropes Homer into this thing because he needs a youthful friend to prove to Gloria that he is youthful. Uh, Marge is worried about this because this is Homer going out with a, a, uh, another woman about his age, which the very idea that Marge would be worried about Homer going out with another woman in real life seems nonsensical. Uh, but in the context of the show, we've already seen Lurleen and Mindy and probably several others that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. So, OK, sure. Marge has a reason to be worried. So Homer puts on his nastiest pair of underwear, which I didn't need that joke or that visualization. That's just. Whew. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Homer and Burns and uh, Gloria go out to a nightclub and they Mr. Burns is actually cutting quite the rug. Uh, he is able to keep up. He has to keep oxygen under the table, but, you know, that's not too bad. Honestly, I would more worry about Burns breaking a hip or something. Maybe they're already titanium. Who knows? Uh, so Homer is there to basically you know, keep them working uh, in greasing the wheels, so to say. Uh, so when they go back to the house, Homer carries both of them up the stairs, which, you know, Gloria looks tiny and Burns is like eight pounds. So not a real big deal. Uh, but at that point, Burns tells Homer to you know shove off. He's going to take care of it from here. So. Obviously, Homer asked the question, well, how, you're dead tired. How are you going to handle this? So Burns pulls out a liquid made from the pockets of a pocket fox, an animal that existed for a few weeks, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Which, in, the, in the 16th century. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so this is, I met again, I am fine with this because this yeah, is I actually, know. this is actually funny. I mean, it is. I just feel like it could be more realistic but that's me and my science mind taking things too seriously <laughs> it's definitely not realistic at all but at least there it like has a it's funny ish like it has qualities of, of humor honestly okay okay let me see this if it was like oh yes i had to wipe out thousands of instances of an I, thousands of members of an entire species and they are now extinct so i could get enough of this to make it work for one night that would be believable that's something burns would do it's awful and whatever so I'm just pointing that out. So Burns takes this crazy aphrodisiac. It works. It basically operates his body for him. So Homer sees there's some left because Burns just leaves it behind. Um, uh, 
uses it. He just takes some, injects it, runs home, and has crazy wild sex with Marge that not only do the kids completely hear, Flanders also hears next door. And surprisingly, this is one of the better jokes of the entire episode because Ned is laying in bed and goes, wow. <laughs> no, I, 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 the idea of, of Homer, I, I thought, you know, Homer running up the, up the stairs like as a madman, as a monster almost, I was, I thought it was humorous. It was funny. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. It's still no establishing anything about Gloria. Well, no, and we, we we don't have the conflict yet either. Like, well, wh- where is this going, kind of thing? And we're, we're well, halfway how, through the second. I act. was gonna say we're halfway through the episode, and we still haven't found a conflict. Uh, the conflict is, oh, Gloria doesn't want to go out with Burns because he's old. Well, okay. It's like the obvious conflict to set up here is that they will find it. They will go out. Gloria like decides to like him a little bit, and eventually they will reach an impasse, and they will have to break up. That is the conflict. That should happen midway through the second act, maybe towards the end of the second act, which it does. And we're going to get to that, but it's typical Scully years insanity rather than a good reason that, you know, we see her character come out and other characters have to work through as an emotional issue. So we're going to get there. I promise you. But be prepared. So uh, the next day, uh, Mr. Burns is really happy at the plant. So Carl asks for a raise, gets fired. Obviously, this doesn't stick because the Simpsons, whatever. Uh, so the next date they go on is Homer, Burns, and Gloria go bowling. Uh, while they're there, uh, we see Gloria do the excellent and the finger tending to so, show that, yes, she is picking up some habits from Burns. Some terrifying habits, but, you know, habits nonetheless. Uh, and Burns asks her to marry him. And she says yes, because uh, I guess their relationship has progressed to the point where she has gotten over whatever misgiving she had. Also, Burns' evilness. Maybe he's hidden that. I don't know. Uh, so... She says yes, and Burns goes to, you know, get some champagne to celebrate. And this is where the episode goes even further off the rails than it already has. Okay, gun, check. Dollar sign bag, check. Power bar, check. All right, let's rob this bowling alley? Okay, whatever. All right, totally. Gloria? Snake, I thought you were in prison. I was. I told the guard that I was going out for a pack of cigarettes, then I totally stabbed him. <laughs> mm, you're looking good, baby. Why did we ever break up? You pushed me out of a moving car? The cops were chasing us. I needed to lighten the load and um, protect you. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on, baby. We can talk more at my hideout. Uh- no, I'm engaged now. <gasps> my ring? Let go of her, or I'll scream! Kalu <laughs> Kalei, we're in luck. They had a magnum at the shoe counter. Now, for... Gloria? A ring. <gasps> well, she's run off. <gasps> With Simpson. So, yes, uh, at this point, Snape. Snake, Snape, Snake has kidnapped uh, Homer and Gloria, and Burns thinks they ran off together because the ring fell off her hand, which it must be have been ludicrously missized. But you know that's Burns. I'm sure he didn't check that kind of thing. Matt, uh, and so what? What? Why does Burns think that Homer and Gloria ran off together? Um, let's see, because that is where the plot needs to go for Burns to be upset. It doesn't. They've done is literally nothing to establish that. 
Nope. Zero. And that's the, and this is, a, it's just this. This is the problem. You have to establish things for your audience. I feel like I say this every week. You have to establish these things. If Mr. Burns, we have never, not one time in this episode, this is nearly 15 minutes, this is 15 minutes in the episode, two thirds of the way through, not one time have we seen Burns be jealous of a younger man or worried that Gloria's going to run off with a younger man or be self-conscious about his age. He certainly is trying very hard and has Homer around to like make him feel younger than he is, I guess. He does not want to go and, oh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take Homer aside and warn him like, hey, you better not have eyes for my woman. Or he doesn't, you know, talk to Gloria and say, hey, you know, I'm, I sometimes worry about you going off with someone younger than me. And then we as an audience have an expectation of, oh, no, now we know. And Burns has been jealous. Burns has been worried about his own age. I understand why he would think that Homer and Gloria have gone off together, even if rationally it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the closest we have gotten to this is Marge being worried about Homer going out with another woman. That is the closest, and that is barely even can be seen from yeah. this plot. Yeah, it's tangential. And Burns yeah. obviously doesn't know anything about that. So this makes no sense. There, there's no... Why would Burns think... Why would Burns' first thought be, oh, they ran off together? No... Wouldn't he more, I mean, for if people just randomly disappear, especially after she just accepted his engagement literally five minutes ago? Yep. I, it doesn't make any sense. And this, and this all, this whole third act is abysmal. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's very skull years. It's like, hey, we need a big action sequence to end this on, even if it doesn't make any sense. So they do it. <sighs> so, so what happens, man? Oh, and then we go to a commercial with Snake having kidnapped Homer and Gloria and Burns swearing to get them back. Yes. It's 15 minutes and 36 seconds in. So Snake, we we find a little bit more about Snake uh, and, and Gloria's history. He can't believe that Gloria is dating Mr. Burns because he is a million years old. Then we see a news report about Gloria and Homer missing, even though they've been missing for 20 minutes. And the news report says that. Lampshading your own plots, idiocy, does not make it better, Simpsons. I told we say this. <laughs> this doesn't. If only, if only we were doing this podcast in real time. I know. To us. I don't think it would get make it any better. They did not react well to criticism, Matt. Um, you it's it's just lazy. This all this whole third act is the laziest thrown together garbage. Oh, they're he. Like, okay, we have Snake and Glory. You could be spending this time exploring Gloria and Snake's relationship, why they were dating in the first place, why Gloria as a police officer was dating a criminal. Any of these things. Fill in some of this information for us. Tell us why this stuff is happening. Not just give but Robbie, it. they don't have time to do all that. Well, they they have... spend it all on Chinese food. <laughs> they do have time for Chinese food. They have time for nonsensical news reports. Like... And then, then we're at a police station, and we get a nonsensical scene about like them tracking pe people, but the computer doesn't help them track. And then Cletus shows up and tells them, mm -hmm. and then he gets arrested. Like, what is happening? Why is this? Why is this so complicated? 
Darn good question, Robbie. A darn good question. I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they clearly didn't know what to do. So they just say, oh, Cletus shows up and he tells them, really? The, this is what you got? You have, like, a team full of writing room veterans who've written shows for years. And your idea is Cletus shows up and tells them, Do, Deus ech Cletus. That's, that's what this is. Yeah. Um... So Cletus tells them where where Snake and Gloria and Homer went. I guess Snake is not officially part of this. They still and my other question, man, this this doesn't make any sense because at this point they don't know Snake's involved, right? Uh, no, no one knows except for obviously he kidnapped. Right? Why would the police be involved at all? Because they've been missing for twenty minutes, and obviously after twenty minutes, uh, that's when you get the police involved. I just want to like hit something. Like, because this is so stupid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It makes me upset because it's so, so dumb. It's so inexpertly plotted. My dang cat could do a better job. <laughs> the why are the police involved? Like, you don't. Why are the police here? She's a police officer. Could you, if you, like, put in your work, Mr. Burns tells the police, oh, Homer kidnapped her and, and she's a police officer. So y y you should go help. Okay, that that's like a, an alarming thing that would probably make Wiggum do something. But instead, they spend a time like consulting a computer and then having Gladys tell him. Ah. So we <sighs> then we cut to basically the final scene of this episode, which is a giant long, I don't call it long, but like a five minutes of us at this. At Snake's hideout, basically. Between jumping back and forth between different characters. We spend like five minutes here. Uh, first, we get Snake and Gloria uh, arguing and Homer getting in the middle of it. Let me guess. Now you're going to start working him over with the brass knuckles. You are so predictable. You know it would be surprising? A foot massage. Shut up. Don't! Beating a man to a bloody pulp isn't going to impress me. It used to. What if I beat him harder? Wow, you so don't get it. Um, has the ship sailed on my foot massage suggestion? No! Why are they introducing all this stuff now? Well, because they need to explain something, obviously. I, I, I just wanted, I, you have to choose a thing. Don't do everything. Just do one thing. But the Homer, so the, the police show up, they see Homer tied to a chair, they think, Lisa has explained to them that means he's not a not a criminal. He's a victim. What? That doesn't make any sense, Eddie, Eddie tries to sneak around back. Gets shot for a shovel because William gives away his position. Hilarious. Hilarious. I love the idea of men getting shot. So funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I've lost my mind. How does the house catch on fire? Uh, there is a stove behind Homer that he lights his bonds on fire for. Uh, so that he can uh, escape. Okay. I feel like I'm in a fugue state whenever I watch these Scullier episodes. So, the house is on fire now. The shack. Homer spreads it around the entire place. Him and Snake both catch on fire and both run out the door. Unfortunately, Gloria is still tied to her chair and now inside of a burning shack. And Mr. Burns is alarmed and frightened and wants to save her. But Gloria is still inside! Save her! It's too dangerous! But I got a sister you might like. 
She's completely hairless, like those cats. I don't care if she's Miss Hairless America. I'm spoken for. I'll step aside. I'll save Gloria myself. You. You. Uh, no offense, but you're a decrepit monkey skeleton. Perhaps, but this monkey skeleton is in love. both safe. I know you've been through a lot, ma'am, but we need you to stand in front of the burning house and say, Channel 6 is hot, hot, hot! <sighs> hot, 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 hot. Indeed it is. So, Burns goes in, rushes into a burning shack to save Gloria. Gloria carries him out. And this is a nice moment, because it, 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 it does what we want you know it demonstrates character in mm-hmm. multi- in multiple ways and it advances the plot and like we have burns you know pushing himself to his physical limits to get inside this burning shack but then we it we are reminded oh actually he's an old man and gloria is capable and you know able-bodied and a young person and carries carries him out de- demonstrating her care her love for him and they make it out alive and everything's good Right? Right. Nothing bad happens Happy after day. this. Nope. Except that that's not true. Because immediately, immediately after he rushes into a burning building to save his fiance, she leaves him. Of course, because Snake is the bad boy. And this is this show was written by a bunch of nice guys. <sighs> Here's a clip. Wow, Mr. Burns, how did you do that? Never forget, Homer. There's no muscle stronger than the human heart. What about the wiener? A guy on TV lifted a can of paint with his. Yes. Oh, Monty, you saved me. And to think, I was once in love with that dirty lowlife, with his arrogant smirk, gutter mouth, tough guy attitude, macho tattoos, hair that can't be tamed, prison sculpted body. Uh Uh-uh. I'm sorry, Monty. Oh, Snake, don't ever change. You, but, but you, I don't get it, Simpson. I'm a bad boy. Oh, I know. I'm absolutely evil. You're preaching to the choir, man. What do I have to do, grow a devil beard? Devil beard? You know, a little goatee thing. You mean a Van Dyke? No, a Van Dyke has a mustache, doesn't it? I think it can. Are you talking about a soul patch? No! Wait, maybe. What? Why are we talking about this? Because they wanted to end the episode on humor after this horrifying moment. (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) Which is fine. And that's the thing that the Simpsons have done, you know, is you want to, usually they have some, either a a bittersweet ending or a corny, you know, a corny sweet ending, and they mitigate it by having like a little bit of cynicism, a little bit of humor at the end to kind of temper it. Either way. So I don't, I honestly don't mind them having jokes about facial hairs and the name of like goatees or whatever. It's mostly like, Again, 
Gloria leaves Burns not because she has a character. She leaves him because the story says she does. She literally just... Yeah, we, don't, looked, we don't know what Gloria likes until this exact moment. Like, it's... We are never told... Like, she... We are never like, hey, Gloria doesn't say, I typically go for this kind of guy. Like, in the second act somewhere. She could have... Maybe she could have Marge to talk to. And she could have... And she could bounce things off of Marge. And say, hey, I typically go for a kind of... A more dangerous kind of fella, someone who excites me, blah, 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 blah. She could even allude to the fact, yeah, in the past, it's kind of ended up biting me in the butt or something. Like, you know, I once dated a guy and it ended up hurting me in the end, even though it was very exciting while I was with him. And then at the end of the second act, we find out, oh, that guy was steak. And, and And now, because it's set up, her going back to him because she's so excited because it's so dangerous. It, I still would think it's probably dumb because it's still not really established much, but it's something. It's something. This is just literally just like, oh, look at him. He has muscles and tattoos. I know he just kidnapped me, and I know I have a job as a police officer. But whatever, I guess I'm going to throw all that away. Of course. Because why do the smart thing? No one ever does the smart thing in a Scully episode. It's, I mean, there's not even, it's not, there's not even an option for a smart thing, Matt. There's no choice. There's no agency. I've said that word a million times. No character has any amount of agency. The only kind that, like, there's a a moment in this where I think it could have, like, having Burns choose. See, that's what, like, that's why that moment is good. Because Burns chooses, he has a choice. He sees a burning shack very dangerous run in try and save his his fiance even though he knows it could hurt him or not because he's afraid because he knows he's old and feeble and he can't get in and not why bother that's a choice a character makes they lay out this character there's it's binary choice option they in burns goes for the courageous choice ends up saving gloria and then immediately they undercut themselves immediately they take that choice and make it meaningless because she chooses to leave him even though she doesn't choose anything she just does it there's no dilemma there has to be a dilemma there has to be we have to go oh we have to have a moment of gloria going her hey you have a quick cut of gloria imagining the rest of her life oh wait she doesn't have a rest of her life with burns because he's gonna die because he's 100 years old all that, that's all you have to do and having or have her picture a life with snake and it's exciting even if it's it, she can make dumb choices except she doesn't make a choice it just happens Gloria is on character julia louis dreyfus deserves better i mean he gives about most of the simpsons guest stars in these years very true um I, all that being said this is better than many scullier episodes it is which is sad but I mean, it's still going to go in the you know low two hundreds. <laughs> yes, I mean that's not saying a lot, but it is saying like there is still like recognizable humanity. It's I mean they're like it's not just one of those episodes where characters feel like they're aliens. Like there are moments of humanity in this. <laughs> like that's I get, and that's a compliment for a Scully episode where you go, oh, Burns like seems genuinely happy and makes a smart like makes a choice to try and save his fiance you know homer steals the this aberdeesiac runs home like a like a man possessed and has sex with his wife 
and it's funny because you know you, you the all the, the reactions of the kids and Flanders hearing like that's that's recognizable as like human that's not alien behavior like when you watch Simpson Safari and every character is yeah. acting like they're not human like they were written this is written by Neil Breen or Tom or, or uh, Tommy Wiseau like that's well, yeah, and it's almost like even, sometimes there is weirder humor, like Homer with the pie. Like, where'd you get that pie from the windowsill? That's kind of out of left field, but it's a very human thing. It's something I would expect Homer to do. Oh, there's a pie over here, and he promised me a pie? I'm just going to eat this. And it's, it's stupid, but it's realistic. And non sequiturs are fine. Absurd non sequiturs are totally fine when they're not, you know, when they are used as flavor. But, it's, again, this episode wastes a bunch of time with fortune cookies and mildly racist you know, Chinatown jokes and when it could be setting up the story again, it's not hard to do. They just don't do it. I don't know. I, it feels the third act, like again, this third act is so lazy and so poorly plotted. Like it doesn't literally, all you do is like you sit around a table and you go, Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Let's rewrite it. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? We have to set this up. They don't. They just go, oh, we have a joke for a, a real dragon, so a Chinese dragon is a real thing, so we have to have a joke there. I don't know. It feels very prescribed. Uh, it's fine. I felt mostly nothing. <laughs> to be fair, when I yeah. watched this. It has a few clever gags, a, a poor third act, characters I don't really care about. Scully ears writ large. It's not as bad as it could be. That's true. I feel like it's basically uh, very middle of the pack for a Scully ear. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, we will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, is this episode broken, Matt? I don't think it's broken. I just think it follows a formula that we do not appreciate and is stupid. I agree. I don't think this episode's broken. It's just flawed. Um, it's not good, but it's not broken, I think. That's where I yeah. think we're, I think we're at. Uh, well, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to the news group. This is where I comb through the alt.tv.simpsons news group. See what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. What they thought of the episode. If there's any other interesting tidbits. Um, first, some reviews. You ready, Matt? Ready. Uh, one of the best this season. Alliterates a low A- minus because of the cop-out ending. Monty, you're my hero. I know I said I'd marry you. And that snake is a woman beating low life. Oh, who am I kidding? Monty who? Uh, Schwartz- Schwarzenegger is back with this one. A minus. That's sure. Weird. A weird nickname for Swordswelder I've never seen on the news group before, but sure. Uh, next up. Finally, the first Laugh Out Loud episode of the season. After a spotty Halloween special and two unfunny episodes that had me almost wincing at the screen, Hunka Hunka reminded me of the Simpsons of old. The fortune cookie intro segue into the rest of the episode nicely. Homer's up to is usually hysterical self. That dog has my gum. I hope the rest of season 13 is like this. A minus. Wow. Okay. Sure. Sure. Low bar. Mm-hmm. My dog has my gum. Uh, next, maybe it was because I was surfing a net while watching it, but I didn't enjoy this one. Nothing was bad about it, though not much was good either. Homer's pistol whip fantasy was good, though. I give it a C plus, six out of ten for effort. Mm-hmm. If you, if something doesn't hold your attention, it's usually it's not your fault. Generally, yeah. if something is like, oh, this is so boring, I need to do something else to not to, so my brain doesn't eat itself. That's not the, not it's not your fault. Uh, the last the, the last review. This episode had promise, but in the end, it wasn't there. Why was Gloria only a cop in the first scene? Should those have recognized her at least? The dedication the dedication to George Harrison was nice. I give it a C. 
Yes, there was a dedication to George Harrison who had passed. Yeah, I feel like a C is a pretty generous one, but, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's uh, metrics are their own map. Uh, there was discussion about fortune cookies and where they came from. They're in, they are invented for Americans. They are not Chinese at all. Nope. Most American Chinese food is is not. You can go to a nice sit-down restaurant and get some traditional Chinese food, but if you're like getting something to go or getting Chinese delivered, it's probably food that does not exist in China. Yeah, which is fine. Like, you know, I love, I love myself some take- Chinese takeout, uh, but it is not actual, like, people call it Chinese food. It's not like people in China sit down and eat General Tso's chicken or something. If you go to, like, an actual Chinese restaurant, you you you'll get a closer approximation of real Chinese food. Go to you go to China. Look for go to Chinatown and go look for the restaurants where all the actual Chinese people go. That's usually the good the good key to where what is actually like closest to the actual Chinese food. Uh, then they someone also laid out how this episode is similar to Dumbbell Indemnity. We mentioned this earlier, but I'm gonna go through all their bullet points. Both episodes have unappealing men looking for love. Both men are about to give up when they meet a beautiful woman with the voice of a guest star. Mo and Murds both use Homer to help them. Both episodes contain scenes of the couple going out with a musical backdrop. Both episodes include a disco scene. Both episodes, everything seems to be working out when something bad happens. Both episodes contain the Springfield police and an arrest being made. Homer gets into trouble in both episodes. Both episodes include a burning building. Both episodes have a gag about carrying somebody out of a burning building. Both women leave the men at the end. Snakes even in both episodes. He's trying to steal Mo's car in a Dumbbell Indemnity. Right. Yeah. They, there's a lot of similarity. They're not one for one. There's there's differences, but again, you can clearly see the formula. And it's not just like it's not even just that in Dumbbell Indemnity. I like you can look at the form this episode and any other Scully episode and you can see the formula. It's not not really well hidden if they're actually trying to hide it. <sighs> okay. Whew. Woofa doofa. Mm-hmm. Woofa doofa. All right, Matt. It's time for our next segment. It is time for a listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite moment that takes place in Moe's? A lot of great answers, as always. Appreciate everyone who takes the time. Uh, for first from Abby, sentimental favorite. When I was a kid, Bart's IP freely joke had me as stitches for a very long time. Uh, from Kevin, hi again, it's me. I-, I got another problem. This one is about my cat. Meow. Yes, yeah, shut up, I'm asking her. Oh, Mo and his cat, which is amazing because uh, Mo does seem like the kind of person that would have a cat and that would really enjoy having that cat, and we would form <laughs> probably too close of a relationship. Um, Which is perfect. From Joseph. Unky Mo, my sodi's too cold and my teeth hurt. Ow, my freaking ears. <laughs> uh, from John. From Homer vs. 18th Amendment. Mo having built rotating fixtures into his bar so he can pass his pet store and poor, Boney, poor Barney getting caught up in the gears. Uh, from Mike. He's the love medic grandpa. And he'll fill <laughs> our lot. Yep. Uh, AJ, any of Bart's prank phone calls, Hugh Jass was a personal favorite. Uh, from Martin, that's the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> Joey Jojo, come back. Uh, JD, Barney getting into a fight with Joe Frazier. Uh, from Lauren, the prank phone calls from Bart to Mo, my ultimate favorite one. Uh, Bart, hello, is Homer there? Homer who? Homer sexual. 
Wait one sec. Let me check. Uh, homosexual. Uh, come on, come on. One of you guys has got to be homosexual. The reason why I like this one is later in the episode when Homer looks at Principal Skinner, there is the caption, possible homosexual. I don't know why, but I always found that funny. Callbacks. It's a callback. It's easy. Like, again, like, it's a thing we're missing. There's They don't do it in the Scully years because it requires, like, looking back and then, like, looking what well, you wrote yeah. and fill, fitting things back in that you referenced earlier. Also, I feel like that's the dumbest one because uh, Mo is like, Homer who? How many homers does Mo know, really? <laughs> sure. Uh, from Sean, Chili Peppers, the, the not Chili Peppers, walk in wearing tidy whities Hey, Mo! Uh, hey, you can't come in here like that, Hibbert. Get with the times, Mo. Yeah, I say if it feels good, do it. Uh, Hibbert snaps Wiggum's underwear. Wiggum, don't snap my undies. Got the f- flea just shouting, hey, Mo. Mm. It's always very good. Uh, Ryan, man, Ryan at EID9, man alive, there are men alive in here that is one of the best lines in all of the simpsons i just it really is i constantly quote it <laughs> man alive spike at your apocalypse uh chief wig i'm bursting into mo's to find the gang cluster around a dead sanitation official uh look i didn't see nothing here okay just a bunch of innocent guys sitting around none of them dead buy yourselves a nice dinner uh steven at sde redhead on the exiles episode our mo's apparently kidnapped shamu and there are two guys hosing it down in the back incredibly random but always makes you laugh Jesus, guys, it's the feds. Uh, John at Seabassomatic, Mo dressing the St. Paddy's Day crowd. Where are all the designated drivers? Like seven people raise their hands. Beat it. Ain't got no room for cheapskates on a day like this. <laughs> uh, See, that's why you do. You never raise your hand. You always say, nope, I'm drinking. And you just give the drinks to your wife. <laughs> that's what I do. I, yes, not, I know. <laughs> uh, from, I saw, hey, I saw on Instagram, I saw you drinking a drink, an alcoholic beverage. It was. It did not taste like alcohol at all, although it made me hot and header enough that I did have to drink it very slowly. It made you hot? <laughs> well, when I drink alcohol, my head gets really hard and starts to that, sweat, so I have to drink slowly. That's called that's, it's called drinking, man. That's what drinking I does. Know. It's awful. <laughs> it has its charms. Uh, from Annie at Anna, Annie Dion. Uh, what kind of pet shop is filled ra- with rambunctious yahoos and hot jazz music like at 1 a.m.? Uh, the the best damn pet shop in town! Uh, it's very good. Uh, what's your answer, Matt? Uh, that one. Uh, honestly, uh, someone else resonated it earlier, and I'm just like, I love the idea of Moe's being a speakeasy with the gears and all the uh, you know, tunnels and everything, bringing the bowling balls to Moe's. It's just fantastic that has been probably in my top five episodes of all time since i saw it when it was new and and it remains to this day because it is so good street signs indoors (laughs) okay an alligator with sunglasses i mo's turning into a tgi fridays basically is that was amazing is very is my is yours is moses is a sweet as a as a as a speakeasy Mine is Moe's as a family restaurant. I Uncle Uncle Moe's family feedback. I hate it. Uh, is I love I love I love that episode. Uh, Bart sells the soul, and it is I would I would say the best the best B plot ever. It, it definitely is Uncle Moe's family feedback. Uh, I, I want to point out that uh, during the recent Simpsons trivia a competition, uh, our our trivia master asked the question, "How how much did Bart sell his soul for?" and gave us a plus or minus fifty dollars. If you don't remember, he sold it for five dollars, <laughs> which I thought was the weirdest swing on a trivia question ever. Is 
Did not anyone not know that? I'm pretty sure everyone got that question right. I At was, least I. That's not. God, I hope so. Sound, that's not very like. It feels like a very like easy, easy kind of question. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was round one or two, but in uh, that particular trivia competition, there were six rounds, and uh, I got all of them in uh, one through five correct. So it wasn't that difficult, right? Uh, next week's question: What is your what is your favorite love interest? Who in The Simpsons? Meaning anyone who is not a established character, the love interest. I mean, frankly, I don't care. Like whatever, how you want to answer? If, what do you you know? What's your OTP? Even you know, I'm I'm hit with it. Uh, indeed, you, you in, indeed you are. Uh, yes. Yeah. Give us give us your uh, your slash thick pairings. We don't care. There've been a few of those, right? I hesitate to Google that, but I guarantee you there is. <laughs> there most likely is. Uh, but yeah, what is your favorite love interest of The Simpsons? I'll post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod, and you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. We can move on to our next segment is Trime. Is Trime? It is time once again for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, SMART. The No Google Trivia Challenges are Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy, one medium. And one hard to try and stump the other. Um, let me let me look at this. Let me pull up the numbers. Um, I'm winning. Wait a second. I'm winning, Matt. There's some. There must Indeed be some. You are, there must, there, I'm there going be, easy on you. There, I'm gonna come back. There must be something wrong with, with this this spreadsheet or something because it says that I'm winning so far. Robbie, I don't know if you know this, but you're a smart individual. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not always. Um. I'll start us off, Matt, with an easy question. These are all from Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes? Oh, I love that episode. Very good episode. Your easy question, mm-hmm. what is what is Herb Invent that makes him back his fortune? Uh, is a baby translator. That is correct. All right. Your questions are all from Pygmalion. Oh, God. oh God. Okay. I feel like they're kind of easy, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay. In Pygmalion, who gets plastic surgery and becomes a soap opera star? That'd be Mo Sislak. Indeed. His name. All right. Your medium question. What is the name of the chair Homer wants? Oh, I know this. Um, it is the Spine Melter 2000. Yes. Dang it. Ah. Bummer. All right. Your medium uh, question. Okay. What was the name of the soap opera that Mo worked on? Oh, dear God. Um, I know it was a twist on General Hospital. I know he played a doctor. Hospital drama. I don't know, Matt. I'm sorry, Robbie. It was more generic. It never ends. It never ends. That's not bad. It's funny. I almost, I almost feel like most character is a throwback to uh, Friends and, uh, you know, Dr. Drake from Because that's kind of what it seems like. All right, Matt. Your hard question. Okay. The freight train that Herb hitches a ride on to springfield oh god what other cars do we see on it okay um do i have to get the names exactly right uh when it specifies yes Dang. okay there's one that's poison again i, I don't know the name uh i swear there's one that's like mouse traps uh the one that he gets on is the fluffy pillows um oh. there's four of them four of them okay so that's three. I'll say the last one is knives. I don't think any of them are right, except for Emily's fluffy pillows. 
Well, you that's also you're not actually entirely correct on the fucking oh, really? pillows. Oh, really? Yeah, you're close, but you're not not quite. Yeah, uh, there's toxic waste, which is uh-huh. labeled labeled toxic waste. Then there is a circus lions uh oh. cage. There is crusty brain sulfuric acid. That's the one I was thinking of. And then it is not Emily's fluffy pillows. It is actually Emil's fluffy pillows. Oh, okay. All right. It All is, right. which does look pretty comfy, to be fair. Fair enough. What is my hard question? All right, your hard question. Uh, the B plot for this episode is really, really dumb. Uh, <laughs> so, what year were the gay Republicans shooting for a gay president? 2050. I'm sorry, it was 2084. I didn't, I was like, yes. Uh, I don't like this man. Sorry, Robbie. You're, you're, uh, we, you closed the we, gap we go on back me. Back and forth on the medium questions. You're, you're closing the gap on me. I'm not a fan of that, frankly. I would prefer you not do that anymore. So, if you'd like to, <laughs> if you please not answer any more questions correctly, uh-huh. I think that'd be great. Okay. With that, you can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay. Um, let's start. I would say we start with Monty Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. Is it better or worse? Is this another Burns episode? Sort of. Is this better or worse, Matt? If I recall correctly, that is the one with the Loch Ness Monster. It is. <laughs> It is the one with the Loch Ness Monster. Okay, I'm going to say this is better because it's a little screwball comedy. Oh, it's a lot screwball comedy later in, uh, but at least the plot for the most part makes sense. It just takes forever to get there. So I think we're looking a little higher up. And Honestly, I'm looking at like Take My Wife Sleaze. I feel like that is surprisingly comparable to this uh, because it takes forever to get to the plot, uh, but a plot happens – it's not character-driven at all. It's kind of dumb, and the third act makes no sense at all. But to me, that seems pretty close in terms of what actually happens. Is it better or worse than Take My Wife's Lease, then? Oh, it's not going to make me think. Uh, gonna, Rob is Bart to the Future, I'm gonna so... You, I'm going to make you think. Yep. That's above it guilty is as charged. I think Insane Cloud mm. Poppy is better than this. To be, I, I yeah. will be on the, I'll say on the record, I think Insane Clown Poppy is better. I think Take My Wife's Sleaze has a more linear plot, so I'm going to go with that one being slightly better. You do but remember really like Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I do, too, and good things. Um, she's great when she's in, you know, shows that she is actually, like, a lead in and gets to, you know, actually use her abilities. Um, do you, I just, you say, so you're saying this is better than Take My Wife's Sleaze or Take My Wife's Sleaze is better than this? I think Take My Wife Sleaze is ever so slightly better. And yes, I am remembering the motorcycle sword fight at the end. Okay, I just thought I was going to ask you if you remember that they do fight uh, a sword fight, but with motorcycles. I mean, I'm just including the offensive Chinese food stuff is is just pushing me ever so slightly below Homer starting a motorcycle gang. The Hell Satans, which is the Hell Satans, very which is still, the best part of that episode. Still, yes, it's still very good. I mean, having to eat his own uh, jacket, jacket, very good. I I think you're right. I think take my I, I'm fine with take my life sleeves being above this. I do think this is definitely better than Bart to the Future. So we'll put that there. And have a nice little home. A hunka, hunka, hunka burns in love. 
This is a new episode number 30. 230, excuse me, not 30. 230 on our list. And it puts it number 40 on the post-Golden Years ranking. Um, first on the list is still Homer's Enemy. Last place is still Simpson Safari. It's holding, it's, it's, it's hanging on there. Weird. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's a very bad episode, so. Uh, our next episode, Matt, is The Blunder Years. Okay, I actually remember enjoying this a little bit. I remember, so, I remember liking The Blunder Years quite a bit. Um, I'm also might have, you know, watched it when I had, like, cold medicine in me or something, and then I watch it now, <laughs> and I remember, oh, this is still terrible, but I remember liking it, I remember liking the idea of, you know, Smithers' dad, and all the people as kids, and all inter- interacting with each other, and it, I don't know, I remember it being fun, but that doesn't mean anything anymore, because I remember some of these episodes being better than they are, and then I watched them again, and then, oh, not, it's not good, but we'll see, we'll see. We'll watch it. I'm. Uh-huh. It's one where I'm actually looking forward to rewatching, versus dreading rewatching. So there's that. Yeah. Hope is good, right? Right. Hope. Let's hope. Yep. Let's hope. Hope. Um, you can find this list at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Link to our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple dollars, we'd obviously appreciate it. Uh, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. You can please check out my website. It is robbydorman.com. A link there to my debut horror novel, Conquest. As a, a, you can read it for free on Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That is true. Uh, due to sickness, I will be going and not talking for the next like seven days. So next week, hopefully, we can get you guys a bonus episode. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Rick and Morty's The ABCs of Beth. So look forward to that. Uh, or or not, if you don't like Rick and Morty, that's fine, too. Uh, but all, in the meantime, I will also be cuddling kittens because it turns out kittens don't care if you talk. Uh, if you would like to see said kittens, follow uh, Kitten Interns, or K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram to see the adorable kittens that will be all over me. How many kittens now are in your house, Matt? Uh, I believe nine kittens and one mom, so ten. That's and that's in addition to your normal five cats, a normal six cats. Six cats. Sorry, I I, uh-huh. I forgot you adopted another one. Indeed. Uh, well, we yeah. couldn't just not adopt her. That would be rude. And then the dog. And then there's the dog, and, and then, then of course tur- the turtle. Mm-hmm. And we're also uh, uh, cat sitting this week. So you know how many? So how many is that extra? Six plus ten plus one. <laughs> 17 cats 17 cats and you have a, a how many how many bedrooms do you have in your house uh three uh luckily four of them are bottle babies and don't you know move so they're just in a, a storage bin in the bathroom okay i'm just gonna wanna, i i just been watching i've been watching that kitten turns account and just uh. more and more cats more and more cats every time i'm like oh that's that's nice there's a lot of cats for your the size of your house, Matt. I don't know if I would have 17 cats. I mean, it cats. is, but luckily they're tiny and they can fit in closets. And they the can fit in six closets. Pack... They could fit in closets. Well, the six pack should be gone in a week or so because they just needed some time to bulk up. You know, you feed them protein powder, get them to some <laughs> massive gains. You know how it goes. Obviously, it's important. You need to, you know, uh, get the gains of a Z, right? Uh huh. Exactly. Gains, get, massive gains. Get those electrolytes. Get your macros. 
kitten macros very important that's my that's gonna be my instagram account <laughs> be kitten macros. there you go the kittens making sure they get enough protein uh that'll do it for us today i'm robbie and i'm matt and keep watching this episode Shh.